All righty, all righty. Welcome back. For all those people that uh, don't know who I am, I barely even know myself, but welcome. The one decision that changed my whole life. Charles, get into this. It's story time, and you, my friend, are the person that's going to be telling it. Well, it's uh, it's been a while, so uh, hello. Uh, I would start by saying uh, something large has happened in my life, which was I... We'll start from the beginning of the story from my point of view, the entire story, and the entire story is actually not that long, but it's enough to fill at least two minutes. 2014 rolls around, I join Match.com on the internet. It is not on your cell phone, and by the way, at that time, I don't even think Instagram was even an app. Maybe it was, maybe it wasn't, but again, your cell phone really wasn't prevalent. Okay, 2014, it wasn't a big deal. Match.com, everything was on a computer. It wasn't even on your cell phone. And this is what happened. Met this girl, she was cute. And this is the thing is I would call these girls and they would not pick up the phone. So I'd say, well, if they're not picking up the phone and I'm actually good on the phone and I'm not good at texting, I don't just send a video text message. So I started doing that. It sort of worked, sort of didn't work. Didn't think anything about it. Sort of went out with girls. And then my subscription ended at the end of the month. So I said, well, I'm not going to renew. I'm done renewing. I think we're good to go. Fast forward to December, uh, this recent December, and I get a text message. I'm out on Long Island. My buddy goes, hey, by the way, you were just featured on this comedy podcast. I don't know what it's about, but you should probably go check it out. And at that time, people started saying, hey, dude, keep it high and tight. Hey, dude, uh, keep feathering. And I'm sitting there. I'm like, what the hell are they talking about? What is this? So I go on and I see that one of these video text messages that I sent out to this girl, I don't know who it is, in 2014, April 21st, 2014, because I have every single text message from 2014, I have every single text message all the way back to 2009, and from April 21st to April 25th, there's a gap, and there's no way that I did not text anybody for four days, so literally that gap includes a video text message that I still don't know who it is that I sent out that was sent to a comedy podcast that was put on blast. And then I was found out by the host. She de- she starts following me. Then the other host starts following me. And these people are pretty big in the comedy world. Okay, Tom Segura, wife Christina. Uh, and the funny thing is, they messaged me. They're like, hey, ma-. I thought they were joking. They're like, hey, listen, like your stuff, like the positivity. Uh, would you mind coming on the podcast? I was like, I don't know about that. I just was thought I was going to get roasted for 10 minutes by them about this embarrassing video. And if you want to go see it, check out my Instagram. I posted it. This is the decision that can change. One decision. I have it here. This was our meeting. Each decision. Okay. They say that you don't have, there's no such thing as an enlightened person. There's no such thing as an enlightened life. You have enlightened moments, okay? Your life is a series of moments. Do I do the task that is in front of me? Do I make the call? It's not, 
I have business. It's not this overarching thing. I'm busy. I, I'm in shape. It's, did you do this rep? How good did you do this rep at the gym? Did you give it your all? Are you increasing the weight or the repetitions? Are you running further? Are you running faster? You just have enlightened moments or you do the task that's in front of you. So this is the thing. I get on the show. I have no, I, I, there's a delay, first of all. So they're talking and then I hear it and then I start talking and then they talk. So there's about a three to four second delay because it's through Skype and they're on the West Coast. So I don't know how Skype works. I'm assuming it goes up to a satellite and then comes down here, but there's a three to four second delay. The call ends and I'm like, I don't think that went well. <laughs> I was like, I don't think that that call could have went a lot better than it did. And then didn't really think anything of it, didn't hear anything for about two weeks, and I said, I guess they scrapped it. It wasn't really that good of a segment. And then out of nowhere, nowhere, uh, go on Instagram, and it says 59 new people, 60 new comments, 150 new likes, and I'm like, all right, you know, some bot is attacking me right now, so I was like, I got to either change my password or whatever, and then I started reading the comments, and I said, holy shit. I'm like, this thing just launched. I go on there, and it's, a, it's at about 6,000 views. And I already have 60 new followers. And I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, this is not good. I'm like, this can go one of two ways. I'm like, the last one had 250,000 views. I have hundreds of thousands of more views. And this is the conclusion I came to, is that Everything came down to this moment. I'm not saying that my whole life is totally different. It is in the fact that when you get put on blast and you have a loyal following like they do and you get an additional 10,000 people following you literally overnight, things start happening. They start going through every one of your photos. You start receiving hundreds. I probably now have thousands of DMs. And every it's it's mental. It really is mental. On on Garth Brooks, a guy that has 1.5 million followers, their top comments lately have been one of my top one of my comments, another comment talking about me, and then one before that about Lily's at 8 p.m. I'm telling you right now, this could have went south really fast for multiple multitude of reasons. Number one is uh, it's gotten south or it's went south for other people. So there's cases in point. Number two is I'm easy to find. I'm easy to make fun of. I, I'm just an easy target. It's an, it's I'm an easy target. Let's be honest. A guy in New York City that makes YouTube videos about personal development or a guy on Instagram that talks about personal development or does property tours or does book reviews I'm an easy target. If there was someone that was just sculpted to be made fun of, it would be me. It would be, let's get this guy who just doesn't have anyone professionally running his social media, could care less about his social media to the point where he posts with awful descriptions, no lighting, no gimbal on his videos, and he ad-libs it. 
he ad-libs the entire thing and he just does one take and there's no editing, there's no mute, there's nothing. There is nothing behind these videos because he knows, by he I mean me, calls in the morning are the most important thing. That's the most important thing, okay? It is not my Instagram because I don't get any business from that. It's really, now it's crazy because there's 11,000 people on there and it's not bought. They're actually, I'm assuming they're real people because they followed me and I had nothing to do with it. But one thing that I was thinking about this during this whole time is that they always say preparation and preparation or opportunity and preparation, okay? You have an opportunity, and my preparation was that in the past, I could have taken so many different angles because the, the DMs that are coming through, ironically enough, I would say almost one-fourth or about 20%. So that means almost three to 500 of them, probably 500 of them, include the word inspiration, okay? That's crazy. Charles, you're an inspiration. I was like, I made fun of myself. I didn't, I, there was literally nothing special behind this. But it was the mere fact that I got put out there with an embarrassing video that was a private embarrassing video a while ago, a selfie video asking a girl out on a date, gets put on this really popular comedy podcast seen by hundreds of thousands. I think this actual actual video, this actual video was seen by 450,000 people and then that segment was on another YouTube channel that was seen by another 100,000 people and that's not even including the podcast. So this was probably heard or listened to by a million people, a million people. And you, and I'm still getting follows now. I'm breaking it down to the fact of it feels great that it went well and I'm trying to break it down and say, what in the future is gonna happen where I say, hey dude, this is in front of you, you gotta be able to, I could have almost not went on the second time when when Christina said, hey dude, uh, love you and I go, love you Christina and she goes, uh, can you actually come on the show and I'm thinking, why would I go on the show? I'm just gonna get roasted by two comedians I'm not a comedian. I'm not funny. It's going to be embarrassing. It's just going to be worse. And then the guy that I work with, Eric, goes, dude, for 10 minutes, if anything, it's just going to be really funny of you making an ass of yourself. I said, all right, fuck it. Go on it. And for it to go well, because I honestly, I hung up the phone. I'm like, that went terrible. <laughs> that was, that did not go the way as planned. I rewatch it and I say, you know what? I actually, I actually was laughing. I did not know that in the moment. And what I what what I actually took out of it is that was actually an opportunity. And I wasn't even looking at it as as an opportunity. I was looking at it as I'm embarrassed. I don't want this to go more public. I don't want my clients to know. I don't want my friends to know. I don't want my family to know. And it, it was an opportunity, but the preparation was all of the years 
I'll actually go back to what I was talking about before. It was all the years leading up to this, but I actually took a screenshot of a DM and the guy said, you know, how do you stay positive or, you know, uh, I don't know if they use the word inspiration. I don't know how the word inspiration, I'm like, dude, there's some more inspiring people out there than me. You know, I'm not really that inspiring, but what I actually took out of it was it, it literally, literally is a decade in the making. It is a decade in the making. It started at 23, 24 when I thought my entire life was dictated to me and that I had no control over it. I, I thought that I was destined to just be this unsuccessful person, that my college career, my high school career in academics was just the path that I was chosen. I was predetermined by fate by God, by the universe, by myself, by anything, whatever. I was just going to go down this path and live unsuccessfully. And it has literally taken me 10 years to re, and I am still hardcore working on getting, getting me out of the way. You know, I was actually thinking about it on the bike yesterday. I was on, I was training yesterday, which my training for triathlons, has been absolutely terrible, so bad that I'm probably not even going to go to my race in Texas on April 5th, and that's something saying to myself. I had the worst training session on Sunday afternoon. It was the first time that I quit. It was the lowest. It was the lowest of my training in a year and a quarter a, yeah, a year and a quarter was on Sunday. It was the low. I quit. The wattage was too high. I stopped and then put the wattage almost 10% lower. It was probably about 10% lower, and I stopped after 10 minutes. I left two hours on the table, and I texted my coach and I posted on the platform that we share together that shows my workouts, my heart rate. It's just like this complex system about everything. And I just said that was the lowest of my low. That was the lowest I've ever felt. In training, by far, I was drenched in sweat. I grabbed my, and I was like, the fr I stink. And I'm like, I'm not going in the shower right now. I am grabbing a pen. I'm grabbing a piece of paper, and I'm I'm fucking journaling right now. And this all how I feel right now is getting out of my head and onto a piece of paper to understand how I actually ended up this way that I quit. It was the first time I quit. I've stopped running and continued running. I've stopped biking and continued biking, but I've never stopped biking and stopped biking. Okay, that has never happened to me. I've never stopped swimming. I've never stopped running. If I stopped swimming, I would drown. <laughs> but I've never stopped swimming in the pool or out, you know, on the course. I've never quit even when racing. I've always continued pedaling. It might have been slower. I've never stopped running. There was a time that I, I walked or jogged slower that was like a speed walk up a hill, but I never stopped. And after a year, you should be doing much better. And on Sunday, I, I journaled why I was the way I was. What broke this down? You stayed out on Saturday night. Your nutrition for the last two days was terrible. You drank the last 48 hours very heavily. 
not good. You did not put any preparation to it. So essentially, I was looking at everything. It's like my dating life is robust. It's actually really good right now. There's some great options on the table. Uh, business could definitely be a lot better, okay? Uh, my training is not good, okay? So I weighed everything and I said, what is the priority right now? If, if I break everything down, I know how I got to this failure point. What is the priority right now? Like what, what you know, as one of the guys that I listened to, Brian Johnson out in, I think he's, I know he's in California, but he's in Oha maybe or around there. I might be just making up that place. <laughs> I don't even know if there's a place called Oha in California. But essentially, he says W-I-N, which is what's important now. What's important now? What right now? Not in the future, not in the past, not what you missed or what you're about to do. What's important now? When? That's what he that's how he characterizes it. It's actually from a book. I don't know what book it's from. I didn't read it clearly. So he then breaks it down. He says, okay, we're in this situation. Charles, you're in this situation. What are we going to do? I wake up and I have one of the worst swim sessions of my life. Of Well, in the last, probably one of the worst, if not the worst swim session since when I began a year ago. And I literally <laughs> walked out of the pool. It was 68 degrees. The heater was broken. It was freezing. There was no one there. I was the only mental patient in the fucking water. And I walk out of the pool. I'm shivering. And I go, it wasn't that cold. But I was definitely cold because you walk out of 68 degree. You know, I think that the normal is like 81, 82. So it's, it's significantly colder, 14, 13 degrees. I walk out and I go, you just quit yesterday on the bike. You just had one of the worst swim sessions that you've ever had. Your mind fucks with you. Your mind literally just starts going into you're never going to complete Texas. You're, you might not even complete the swim in Texas. And then it just starts stacking on top of that. It starts saying your business could be better. Your health is terrible right now. Your cardio is brutal. What is going on with your nutrition? And it just starts it's, – it's like a receipt that you get – at a club after you've been there for 27 hours and it's just being like, it's just, whoa, just whoa. And you're sitting there and you're saying, holy shit, brain, shut up, shut up. That's the difference right there is that if I was 23, I would have said immediately, this is how it is. This is how it is. And accept that I cannot change. Now, I say, what do I need to change? Probably one of the biggest monumental things I can ever talk about. The guy, Eric, comes in yesterday. He doesn't feel well at all. I go, okay, let's break this down. Last night, how'd you feel? He goes, pretty bad. Okay, great. Night before, how'd you feel? Pretty bad. Okay, great. Saturday night, he goes, all right. I go, okay, we're getting closer to the cause. What about Friday night? He said, fine. I said, okay. What did you do Friday night? He said, I went to bed early. I said, okay. What did you, you do when you woke up Saturday? And we literally pinpoint that it was what he was thinking about coming 
the listings we have coming, the uh, deals he has pending, and the clients he's currently working with. So it has nothing to do, he doesn't drink, so it's not alcohol. His sleep has been pretty good, according to him, and I believe him. His nutrition has been about an eight and a half, so that's good. And then his exercise could have been better. So really, it was exercise in his thoughts. I said, and we had an all-day prospecting session. All day. We were supposed to be prospecting all day. It's 9.30 a.m. 9.30 a.m. We are supposed to be going till 4.30 p.m. And this guy is telling me this. So I said, Eric, we're ending this session right now. You need to go to the roof and jump off. No, I'm kidding. You need to go to the roof and journal. You need to do what I did, and I talked about what I just said here, which was Sunday was my worst day in training, and then that followed up with the worst pool session. So I quit on the bike, and I and I had a terrible swim session. And from that, I said, what are my priorities? What decisions am I going to take from, from now on to change the course of my life. What are the decisions? What is the acceptance? What are my boundaries? What are the bright lines, as they say in law? And you have to boil it down. You have to boil it down. How did I, you're sick. How did you get sick? You are tired. How did you get tired? You're broke. You're spending too much money. Your relationship isn't good. You have to go all the way back and do Socrates' first principles. Elon Musk made it popular. First principles. What are the things that builds an electric car? What are the things that puts a rocket from Earth into orbit? What is it? Those are pretty big things. We're only talking about, I feel tired. I'm not making calls. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you a couple of the conclusions that I came to. Uh, look how weird looking this mic is. There's two very big decisions, okay, that I came to, okay? So I don't know if you can see here, but yesterday I had one of the best days productivity-wise in quite some time. I got more systems done. These are systems, okay, that I'm going to be handing out to future agents, it is how to retain a buyer. It is how to work an open house. It is the checklist when you have a buyer. It is the checklist when you're having an open house. It is the dialogue. It is the conversation. It's when to follow up. It's how to follow up. It's what to say. It is literally everything, okay? That, my friends, has been a procrastination. So I left work yesterday. I'll, I'll just read it. I said, yesterday was the most complete day of my year. So every single morning, I have an affirmation that says, stack complete days. I actually say thank you. So it says thank you for $250 million of business, which is in real estate. That doesn't mean, that means selling $250 million of business. Thank you for stacking complete days. Thank you for being the leader or being the person that leads, in other words, I'm the example. So in other words, I'm saying I already have this, okay? So I get used to it. So I have the most complete day, okay? And this is the most important thing. 
I left at 5.30. It's 5.21 right now. I'm on fire, okay? That's two complete days, okay? This is the reason. I don't know if you could see that. You probably can't. But it says no phone. No phone. No phone. That is, I wrote down, I don't have it here. I have it on my computer. There is a direct correlation between your your screen time and your productivity. Hands down, complete, close the book, sell it, bestseller. There is a direct correlation between the productivity and your amount of screen time. I don't give a shit what you say about Instagram or Facebook or text or calls or emails or games. I don't give a shit about any of that. There is a direct correlation because even that one second that you spend on your phone is going to be taken away from something in the future. That 10 minutes that you spend on Instagram or on Facebook or on YouTube or on email or on text messages or watching the news. I didn't even, Super Tuesday, had no idea there was a Super Tuesday. Had no idea. I come to work and he's like, oh, did you hear about the elections? I'm like, I don't give a shit. Like, what the fuck do I care? Like, honestly, coronavirus. People are talking about this thing. I got a text message from my buddy from affluenza, I think is the the term of it. 16,000 people in America have died this year. There's like 5 million cases. No one has died in America about it and everything else. I know people online are going to say, Charles, it's worse than you think. Okay, fantastic. But this this is the productivity hack that I can tell you right now is that if you go to the gym in the morning and you come to work, And you put your phone on airplane mode from 9 to 11, okay? You check your email at 11 a.m. You then eat, I almost said dinner, you eat lunch, healthy lunch, salad, at 11.30 till 12. You watch something that is good, and then you put your phone back on airplane mode. You've answered all the emails, all the text message, all the phone calls, all these beautiful things that you really want to get to that are vitally important to your, they are so vital to my business, Charles, you don't even know. You then put it back on airplane mode and then you go back into deep work and you leave at 4 p.m. I am telling you right now, the Roman Senate, the people that thought of the Republic, the concept of the government of the Republic stopped and they made no laws passed. I don't know if it was 3 p.m. or 4 p.m. I think it was 3 p.m. They made a law that you couldn't make any laws after 3 p.m. because there was no thinking time past 3 p.m. You were done for the day, okay? You then had to go home and sleep on whatever you're going to talk about the night, the next day, okay? I implore you to do multiple things. Number one is phone on airplane mode. I had an amazing productive day again today, okay? I can tell you right now that these two days feel, I feel on fire. That's what I wrote there. Number two is oper- operate, um, opportunity or success is opportunity meets success or whatever the hell the quote is. Preparation is not an overarching, I've read all these books, I am seriously excited about going to work today or I have all these ideas or I'm launching this. It is about enlightened moments. It is, it is what task 
do I have to do right now? The best example I can give is when I'm running and I am an hour into my run. I am almost, I'm nine and a half miles in, almost 10 miles in, and I'm probably about nine miles in and I'm, and I'm running about 10 miles. I have to run about 10 or 11 miles on Sunday. And I don't feel like running anymore. All I'm thinking is one step. I swear to God, I just think one step at a time, one step. That's it. If I have to write 10 notes to a buyer, one to a seller, one to a client, one thanking for a presentation, one thank you for a referral, writing 10 notes sucks. No one wants to write 10 notes. It sucks. But the thing is, I think, okay, what is this one note I have to do? Great. Who am I making that note out to? Where is that stamp? I swear to God, this is a game changer. I... Ray Dalio has already done this. You 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 go up, you fail, which was Sunday. You think about it, and then you take off. And I say, you know what? My cell phone has a direct correlation to my productivity. I don't even know where my cell... Actually, I do. I know my cell phone's in this thing behind me on airplane mode. And on top of that, I checked it at lunch. I still haven't even been on Instagram today. Okay, well, I was on when I first came to or right before making calls. So at like 7.50, I'm then going to go back on Instagram, answer the 50 DMs, which I love, by the way. It's not complaining. I'm going to answer all 50, 60 DMs. I'm going to maybe interact with some people, call my mom, eat some food and go back to bed and then fucking stack another complete day because there is nothing worse you are doing a complete disservice to all the people that follow you, whether that's on social media, Instagram, Facebook, uh, all of your friends, all of your family, all the people that you're in relationship, your boss, the people that are under you, your colleagues, your clients, every person, if you pay attention to online more than work in person, that is a disservice. You are you. Are, you have no fiduciary responsibility to claim that you are busy or that you are hustling if you are spending more time on your phone than you are in real life. I want to be known as David Goggins who kicks life's ass and happens to be online and happens to have an Instagram account that happens to hang out with Dan Bolzarian. You know, I don't want to be that guy that's talking about all these quotes and hustling and building my following. And in real life, I'm a piece of shit. I'm not going to the gym. I'm not making sales calls. I don't have the business or the body or the relationship that I want. I made the priority that, you know what? This is this is my boundaries. I actually have a document called Boundaries. Okay? If you want, fine, audience. I will bring it up right now. And if you want to click off, you can. But these are the exact boundaries that I thought of that affect my life. They don't have to be your life, okay? I don't pay attention to politics. I don't pay attention to sports. I don't game. In a, I, I game like girls, but I don't game like online gaming or video games or anything like that. So that's not on there. It's going to be different for you, but this is what it is for me, okay? So number one, improvement. Fridays. Uh, this is actually vital. 
okay? Fridays. My Fridays, if I have a shitty Friday, I have, a, I have an entire brutal weekend. My weekends suck really bad, really bad. If I overdrink, if I overeat, if I, I don't overeat, but I, if I eat like crap or anything else, my Fridays are terrible, okay? So my improvement, I'm looking at the document, Fridays. Uh, it sets the entire weekend. Improvement, afternoons, need to have deep work sessions. I literally have it. Well, I can't bring my computer around. Morning, read my goals with emotion. I have not been doing that. Training, make 95 out of 100 workouts. That needs improvement. Breakfast and lunch, only positive videos by Brian Johnson. So Brian Johnson has optimized.me. Highly recommend you check him out. The guy has cha changed my, uh, he's transformed my life by far out of any other person by far. Tony Robbins, Brian Tracy, anyone. Brian Johnson is the real deal. Um, and I, I'm only gonna watch his stuff. I'm not gonna go on my phone during lunch. None of that. Uh, coffee, weekends only. That, my friends, has been good because I buy a large on Sunday, large cold brew, and that lasts all the way until Friday. At one time, I want to eliminate it. Work, make 65 contacts daily. I've been very good with that because I've made 81. I made 81 today. Yesterday was bad because obviously a um, little bit work breakdown with uh, our boy Eric. Um, ask for business on the appointments have not been good at that. Afternoon, phone on airplane mode, stack complete days. Again, those are the two, yesterday and today, have been the best days because I put my phone on airplane mode, I put it in here, which is a calling thing. You go in there and you can make some make some calls and it's really good. By the way, this startup who did this, uh, they're gonna be very close to billionaires. Uh, this is the future. No one's gonna build out, it's portable. No one's gonna build out a call area. I can stick 10 of these side by side and stick agents in there and they make their fucking calls. Evening, evening could be better. Evening, phone, actively leave it at work. I left it at work yesterday. I don't know, maybe I call my mom tomorrow. Uh, I have a date tomorrow. Maybe I'll call her, you know what? I'll call her tomorrow. Uh, I know she's not gonna like that. I'm sorry, mom. Uh, but I have to leave it at work. I cannot bring it home. When at home, it's never at bed, near my bed. So if I bring it home because I have a, uh, an appointment or something, it's never near my bed. No dating apps on my phone. That I have not been good at. No social apps. That I've not been good at the last week. Before that, I've been really good. All of my dating apps are on my iPad at home. So I only check it at night. Uh, and personally, to be honest, they're actually not that good. Um, I just, I'm just not really jiving with the girls on there. It's just not, I'd rather meet him in person. Just get rejected in person. iPad for 15 minutes, uh, no YouTube reading. This is all at night. Negative content, recognize it, click off of it. YouTube, only triathlon stuff in self-development. Stretch for 10 minutes that I've been better at. I need to stretch more. Uh, visualize goals, I have not been doing that. Journal my goals, I have not been doing that. And if I go out, it's one night a week and I only have one drink. I've been good at that during weekdays, but on weekends, I have not been good. And I've been drinking too much on the weekend, not the weekdays. Other than that, uh, laugh, approach girls, 
drink and eat better at family parties. So those are my boundaries. You now know my whole life. You know what's working for me, what's not working for me, what I'm thinking about to make my life better. That's essentially what it is. They call it spiraling up. You fail, you learn from it, and then you spiral up. So I highly recommend you copy what I just said and you do your boundaries. You break down your day in the morning. Why am I not getting out of bed? My phone is near my bed. My phone is my alarm. So if my phone is home, it's nowhere near my bed. I get out of bed. I say Alexa lights on. The the lights are on. It's four o'clock in the morning. I'm not going to go back to bed because I finally trained myself not to go back to bed. But the problem was I would then go on my phone. So I'm like, I got to make a boundary. No social apps, no dating apps, only on the iPad, okay? So I don't know if this actually helped you at all today, but I'm going to tell you right now that there will be another situation like this in the future that I'm going to need to take advantage of. You know, it could be from self-development, it could be from business, it could be a dating thing, but each in each moment you have the decision which will then compound, you know, I said it on the screenshot I took of the message I sent this guy. I said, literally, this did not happen overnight. Eric asked me the exact same thing. He's like, dude, how are you positive? I said, do you understand what a piece of shit I was when I was until 24 years old, 23 years old? I was partying, I was drinking, I was causing havoc, I was getting into trouble, I was getting kicked out of this, I was doing all these bad things. And then out of nowhere, I said, I can't live a life like this, like this is not good. And then since then, I said, actually being positive is actually not that bad. And then I started thinking, actually, positive is really good. It's kind of working out for me. And then I started noticing people that were older than me. I started seeing their their health deteriorating. They were losing their hair. They were getting fatter. Their relationships weren't good with their spouse. They're they're having no sex with their spouse. They're with their kids. With their work started to go down. Their amount of money they were spending. They were drinking too much. They were eating too much. I was like, there's got to be a game to play this. Okay, I'm reading the book by. Uh, I think that's Waddles, still not done with it. It's an amazing book. But he said there's a rule or there's a way to play this game. And if you play it wrong, you will never do or you'll never get what you want. You play it right, you are guaranteed to get what you want. The reason that there is, it's called a game is because there's boundaries. There's rules and regulations you have to abide by. I eat like shit, I lose the game. I wake up late and I go to bed late, I lose the game. I get fired. You know, I call, I rob a bank, I lose the game. Okay. So in other words, those are extreme examples, but there's minor things like being on your phone too much or caring about the election. Listen, you're not changing anyone's mind. If you care about politics, everyone already has their mind made up. Okay. I don't care. There's not like one thing that happens that's going to change someone else's mind. Maybe there is, maybe there's not. I don't give a shit. There's not one football game or baseball game or hockey game. The Islanders have been on a losing streak. I'll check in once a week. Oh, they're losing. Great. They're not going to make the playoffs. There's another season. What's Charles doing to compound his money? What's Charles doing to compound his business? What's Charles doing to get better? Because there's someone coming after my business, someone coming after my money. There's someone coming after potentially my relationship, my office, my life, my health, my attention. It's happening. It's happening. If you don't think so, if you don't think that someone's coming after your attention, if you don't think someone's coming after your happiness, you're delusional, 
okay? Someone wants your attention because that gets them money because you're viewing them instead of doing yourself a favor or doing yourself. Doing yourself a favor and doing what needs to be good in your life when that moment hits. Right now, it's 537. I'm going to go home. I'm going to read. I'm going to put my legs in the little thing so the blood goes back into my legs. And then I'm going to go to bed by 715, 730, the latest, so I can wake up at 4 o'clock, refresh, get on that bike. I have an hour bike. I have an hour 10-minute run tomorrow. Hour bike, hour 10-minute run. That's one of the toughest workouts that I've had. Uh, and it's back-to-back, and it's right after each other, hour 10 minutes. It's going to be fun, though. It's early in the morning. You have all the workers out there. It's really inspiring. I put on some podcasts. Another hack, I'll leave you with this. Um, obviously, a lot of people, voting is important. It's really not. Uh, 22nd rule, what's up, Charles? Watch out, Charles. St. Patrick's Day is coming up. Yep, my brother's having a party, so I'll be over there. But... The one thing I can talk about is that when you wake up, before your thoughts start get entering your mind about, I have to do this today, I don't want to go to work, I don't want to go to the gym, I want to eat like shit, I want to get on a social media app, I want to get on an Instagram app, whatever your mind starts doing, because all of our minds, including mine, including the greatest productivity person, which is Elon Musk, happens, is that put on something positive, put on a podcast that's positive. I don't recommend podcasts, but put on an audiobook. Okay, that's what I do. I wake up and I just shut my thoughts off. I put on my Bose noise canceling headphones and I just it just shuts my brain up and it says, Charles, just shut up and listen to this. Shut, stop it. No, bad Charles. And then just listen to this. And then during that time, I get my bike shoes on, I get my my bike outfit on. I put on, I get everything ready. I get my water ready. I get my nutrition ready. During that 15 minutes, I'm not sitting there going on anything. Sometimes I do, but that helps a lot is right when you get out of bed, you put on something positive, okay? Hope you had an amazing day. Hope you have an amazing week. If you have no idea what I'm talking about with these um, comedians, then go to my Instagram. It's been pretty wild, you know? It's fun though. Um, practice mindfulness. I don't know what that is. I don't know what mindfulness. I don't, that's one thing that I wish I could be doing better, which is visualizing with emotion my goals. Number one. Number two, uh, that's number one. Number two is to, um, is to read more at night, to read more at night because there's something called shutdown complete. Highly recommend uh, there's also shutdown complete, and there's also something called digital sunset. Cal Newport thought of digital. I'm sorry, Cal Newport thought of uh, shutdown complete, and then digital sunset was by someone else. But Cal Newport highly recommend his books. Uh, one of the best authors. He's coming out with a, another book called Life Without uh, Email. It might. I don't even go on Amazon that much, so it might even be out. Um, but. There's another book out there by Matthew Walker called Why We Sleep. It has five out of five stars on Audible with thousands of reviews. I just downloaded the Audible. I've read the book. It is unreal, unreal. If you think about it, I'll just get into it for one minute. I know you guys want to leave. I know you want me to shut up. The worst thing we could have done in prehistoric times, evolutionarily, was to sleep. Why would we sleep? We can get killed. 
We are not hunting for food. We're not going out for water. We could could get killed by anything. Disease, cold, famine, weather. Sleeping would be the worst way, is the easiest way to die back in the day. Then why do we sleep? And that's the name of it. That's the name of the book. Why do we sleep? Matthew Walker breaks it down. It is because that is the most important thing you can do every single day. You can go multiple days without food. You can go multiple days without water. Barely four days, five days. Like you could go just as long without water as you can without sleep. That's pretty important. Food, your body starts eating itself, okay? So in the book, he talks about that an hour before you go to bed, you need to shut off anything electronic, any blue light stimulation, iPad, TV, uh, computer de- device, la- iPad, uh, laptop, any, whatever, any, anything that emits light, okay? I have Alexa light bulbs, or I'm sorry, I have um, Philips light bulbs that have an orange hue to it. They're called hue lighting, and it's all orange. And an hour before I go to bed, I turn it on, and then... 15 minutes before I go to bed, which is right when I stretch, I have a very dim option, which is red. It's all red, my apartment, so my eyes get used to it. It starts releasing the, uh, I forgot what it's called, not adenosine, I forgot what it's called, but it's the sleep hormone. And essentially what he says is that if if you have blue light stimulation, hour before you go to bed, you will, it will take longer to get into deep sleep and you will not remain as long in deep sleep. So you are literally fucking yourself. <laughs> if you have any blue light, it will take longer to get into REM sleep, theta waves, whatever you want to call it, and you will stay there longer. I'm, I'm sorry, you will stay there shorter and it will not be as deep of a sleep because of blue light. Highly recommend. It's called Digital Sunset. You sunset your digital products or it's shut down complete where you shut everything down, whatever you want to call it, whatever term you want to call it. It's an hour before you go to bed. Anyway, have an amazing day. I love melatonin. Thank you, Erwin. It's been a great introduction to mindfulness. Oh, of course, the power of now. Yeah, of course, dude. Power of now is amazing. Watch watch his, uh, read his other book. Ego book is by far, that's something I had to work on was ego. <laughs> I had way too big of an ego. Have an amazing day, guys. Uh, any questions, leave in the comments below. Talk to you guys soon.